0: Hello, I'm Annie Riddow, author, journalist and host of this podcast, Home. Today I'm speaking with Joanne Hardcastle. Joanne is a Yorkshire born and bred interior designer and stylist. She's a content creator with a big following on Instagram. She was on the BBC's Interior Design Masters and she's a writer. We talk about the importance of interior design in creating a sense of home and belonging how Joanne designed the brilliantly bold and colourful interiors in her own home, and how it feels when your children start to grow older and eventually leave home. Hello Joanne and welcome to Home Podcast.
1: Hi, thank you for having me on. (laughs)
0: um so I always like to start at the beginning if that's okay and to hear a bit about where you were born and raised and what your childhood was like
1: um I live in West Yorkshire and um I live in the same town that I was born in um yeah I've I've moved slightly out of that town but then I've come back again um I must really like it must not I we um I was brought up in a very normal family um with a little brother mum and dad um yeah everything was very normal everything was very normal and very um run of the mill i would say what was your childhood home like oh it was um it was quite, I think it was quite fashionable for the time. My mum and dad were quite young when they had, well, my mum was very young. She was only 19 and my dad was 18 when he had me. Um, and they moved over from Lancashire to Yorkshire. Um, and I think we, we lived in three different houses. Three, but the house I remember growing up in, Bellevue Street it was called. Um, and it was just a little end terraced house with three bedrooms and um, a living room and a dining room, but it was like typical. When people say um, what the eighties was like, it wasn't like what people imagine. All these neon things. It was just like a lot of wood and orange flowery wallpaper and um, uh, fake stone fireplaces. But yeah, I thought it was um, it was really cool. I thought it was trendy at the time. I don't know. Looking back on it, a lot of pattern, a lot of pattern,
0: and has yeah. you then inspired you down the line with your own. Interior design?
1: I always loved um creating a space. So I had my own bedroom and I can remember choosing wallpapers. Like I had a Holly, remember Holly Hobbit? Remember Holly with the little, like nine, the American? Anybody who was in, a child in the 80s will remember. It's like an American, right. like pinafore dressing. with were four dolls. So I had Holly Hobbit and wallpaper and then it changed to like a really ni- 1980s pink with rainbows on. Um, but I, I loved moving my bedroom around, um, rearranging furniture, putting posters up. My walls were just covered in posters. Um, I loved creating um, my own space that I felt identified me. Mm.
0: And were your parents very relaxed about what you did in your, to your own space?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't getting paintbrushes out and things, but I was forever moving things around. And I can remember once, um, I don't know if you remember Jackie magazine. Remember Jackie magazine? It's (laughs) very big in the 80s. And I remember, I can picture it vividly. They had a double page spread about um, how to customise your wardrobes and take all the cupboards off and have baskets. And I really wanted to take the the doors off my wardrobe, but I wasn't allowed. I really wanted it to look like that. but no, it was just I could just adapt it without making any massive changes to it. Um so that's interesting that you have
0: returned to um to Yorkshire where you were born. What what drew you back? Or where where did you go? And then what drew you oh, back? Oh no,
1: I've I've
0: always been in Yorkshire. I just moved to oh, okay. like another
1: local town. We I never moved away. Um my mum died when I was 17. So I had a normal childhood until I was 17. My mum died, um, and my dad he disappeared so um I suppose creating a home and feeling safe was like important then um and I created a home with my I met my husband I think we got married when I was 25 but I met him when I was 19 so we created a home together quite young and it's like my little safe my little safe cocoon my little family home um and I've never really strayed very far I'm sorry for your loss of your mum and your dad thank you yeah, well, um, yeah, it was tragic and it was a massive part of my life. But it's I suppose, like I'm quite flippant, anti- you You grow around things like that and you move on and um, it, it helps to define who you are. So you you
0: stayed close to where you were raised or moved, moved a little bit away and then back and started to create your own home with your husband. Yeah. And yeah. you had two daughters together who you raised and then. And you were a full time mum to your yeah. two daughters, then worked as a teaching assistant briefly before becoming a foster carer to your third yeah. daughter, who's been with you now nine years. And once you had three daughters at home, you started to get into interior design. I'd love to know what led you down that
1: creative path well um as i say i've always been into decorating so when uh, me and tim bought our first house it was a tiny little cottage it was beautiful um and it was in the 90s you know like the home um what was it called um not grand designs what was the other one called with lawrence llewellyn bowen where they used to changing rooms hey, changing rooms. Era, <laughs> um, where everything was rag rolled and stenciled um and we were only very young we didn't have much money um, it was a tiny little cottage, it was very cute, and we did it all ourselves. Um, oh, and it was a riot of colour. There was like it was lime lime green in the bathroom, and I got a saree to make a curtain, and it was lime washed, and then in the bedroom, I made a stencil out of a potato and, and stenciled all the bedroom. So it was we had to go with our first house. Um, we loved making it a home. And then we moved into this house, which was um quite a, um, I like to call it a student house, but it wasn't. It was like a lady owned it and she rented all the rooms out to young men. So there were people sleeping in each room. Um, it was full of graffiti. It was full of nicotine stains. It, I don't know what we were thinking. We had a young baby when we bought it. Um, and we again, we didn't have much money. Um, we were young and foolish, but we've been here for 24 years. Um, and we've enjoyed decorating it. When I gave up work, I... Um, I just had this need to be creative because when I worked in the school, I was, I was teaching art and I was doing displays. My creative itch was satisfied, but when I gave up work and you'll know yourself when you're at home with your children, it is lovely, but it's not fulfilling. I think you need something else, um, to express yourself. And I started posting on Instagram and that's where it came from. It was Instagram that, that got me into this, um, posting pictures of my bathroom and um it's a bathroom really that I'm I'm a pink fridge and that's what got me a name and I kind of thought I'm good at this I can do this and I started to get opportunities Um, and brands wanted to work with me and wanted me to style for them and uh, magazines wanted to feature me and it all snowballed from there really that's that's how it started and so and did that happen quite quickly um it was about 2018. I've always had an Instagram account um, right from the beginning. My daughter was 13 and I wanted to stalk her. That's that's how I've got <laughs> into all social media. That's why I'm on Be Real, because I want to, like, see what my children are doing, even though they're grown up. Um, so I had an Instagram account to keep an eye on my daughter. Um, and I kind of got into – it was the era of the Insta mums, you know, like Mother of Daughters, Mother Pucker, yeah. Clemmie Telford. I adored them all. E- Erica Davis – And I loved that there was, like, this outlet for, they're a little bit younger than me, but for, like, normal women, women who were skinny supermodels, who had children, who complained that it was difficult being at home with children and who said, it's hard. Um, And it was quite a supportive place. And I really bought into that. I really bought into that whole, it was, wasn't it, right back at the beginning, it was a lovely um, community. And I bought into that. And I started trying to like emulate these people that I wanted to be. And um, yeah, luckily, luckily for me, it worked. I never set out to do it. I never set out to um, earn my living doing it. But um, yeah, I feel really lucky for the opportunities it's given me.
0: And so how did your Instagram lead on to the BBC Interior Design Masters?
1: Um, because... Um, I'm quite a loud personality. I'm quite opinionated. Um, I like to write um engaging captions that'll um like you do as well, I, really, I that's how I found you through your captions that spark debate and spark people, make people talk. Um I think Instagram's got really bland now. It's just this is my me wafting the curtain. I want to be engaged and I want to think and I want people to challenge what I think um and have discussions. So that's I got quite a name for that, for being a person, not a personality, for being outspoken. Um, And I was often approached by television companies. Um, Interior Design Masters wasn't the first one. Um, I've done quite a few, um, like, casting videos and things for different programmes. And I just kept saying yes. I just kept saying yes. And I just thought, let's see what happens. Let's see where I, I, I go next. Um, and interior design masters they approached me the year before to apply and I applied and I got quite far in the process um, but I didn't quite make the final cut and they asked me to come back the year after um, and I didn't want to go back the year after because lockdown had ended and I wanted to go on holiday but they they talked me into it um, and I'm really really glad that they did because it was an amazing experience. Mm. And how did that then um, sort of
0: impact or, or change the path of your work if it, if it did?
1: It was like throwing like a bomb into my family. It's, um, I'd been, me and my husband are very equal how we, we've we brought up the girls. We've always done everything together. But he was the one who went out to work and I was the one who was fitting work around the family. Um, and in lockdown, that really impacted on my mental health. I found it very difficult because all three girls were at home. One was doing her master's degree. One was doing her A-levels. Um, and I was homeschooling one who had special needs and trying to work. And I was writing a book at the time. Um, and it was just, it was too much for me. It was too much for me. I ended up having counseling. And part of that counseling process was um, him explaining to me that I had to let go of the girls now. They were grown up. I wasn't in charge of them. I didn't have to um, be this perfect mum doing everything for everybody. I had to have time for myself, which was really difficult for me to get for to come to terms with because i'd been used to being super moment and and doing everything um so interior design masters came along at just the right time it was like hang on a minute um yeah yeah maybe i can do this um and my husband it was the time in his career where he could work from home more so he he was at home to look after the youngest daughter and they cooked really well. It's amazing how they cooked when I stepped away from it. So it's how it's impacted my work. That's a really roundabout um, answer, isn't it, to the question? No, I liked. I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> it's made me realise that um, it's. I don't have to be there for the girls. I don't have to be a mum. I can stop that, and they can they can do their thing, and I can now put myself and my work first. Mm.
0: And when when the counsellor suggested that it, it was time to step back, was that did that feel like a light bulb moment? Was it right? I know you, you said it was hard. I'm interested. It was
1: right. It was right. But um, so when I had the girls, I had six miscarriages. Um, and they told me that I'd never be able to have children. So when I had my first daughter, it was like this massive wound had been healed, but I felt then that I had, I was blessed with this child and I had to do everything for this child and nobody was going to help me and this was my time. And that was difficult. And I think it was difficult for her as well, growing up, having me totally cocooning her. I wasn't as bad with the second one, but I've always been, I've always needed to look after them and protect them and be like really like protective of them. So it was hard when the counsellor said. You need to stop now. It was really hard. Um, but I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did because it's been better for all of us. Mm. So now
0: you have your youngest daughter living with you, and the elder two have both gone off to London. How yes. how does home feel without your um biological daughters?
1: It, it feels yeah I know I've I've said I've got to let go of them but at the the centre of my core I am a mother and it just feels so empty and when my eldest daughter moved away again that had a massive impact on my mental health I was so upset I couldn't function for three months until Christmas um, and I'd cry every time she rang me up she didn't want to ring me up because she knew I'd be so upset I've settled down now we're all fine we're all happy and it's just normal um but then when the second daughter moved away, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll be fine. It'll I won't be as bad as the first time. And it just feels so empty. It just feels so empty. And I can they both have bedrooms in the attic. And I can I can hear them. I can hear them walking around and opening drawers. And I expect them to come down for tea. And the house just feels a hundred times smaller. It's so hard adjusting to them not being here. I don't like it. I don't like it. I wish they could live here forever. Oh. <laughs> do they come back to visit often yeah yes yeah, so the eldest one does she works now um so again when she finished university that was another difficult thing that was really sad you won't be coming home for the long summers anymore it's like you've got a job you've got a life that's not here so that was another hard adjustment but she comes she comes back a lot and um, i'm going down to stay with her tomorrow um and, and to see the other one so we see we talk all the time we see each other all the time but it's it's not the same when they don't live here Mm. and i'm dying for the first the first one the second one hasn't come back from uni yet so she moved away in september and she's not been back to visit yet and she's getting to that stage where she's like i want to come and see the cats i'm missing the cats so i'm dying for her to come home um knocking my microphone over I'm dying for her to come home um, and to fuss over her and to cook all her favourite food. Um, Her bedroom's pristine. It's just waiting for her to arrive back. Uh... Can't wait. (laughs) Um, So you've raised
0: and are raising three girls in your home and now two aren't living there. Can Can you explain what makes your
1: house feel like a home? Yeah, oh yeah. I think when people walk into my home, that's what they say. Um, it feels homely. It feels like a big warm hug because um, I'm just surrounded by things and mem- I'm really sentimental. And I'm surrounded by pictures that the girls have drawn when they were little, and little things that they made, and um, pebbles that we found on the beach. There are so many memories. Around the house, um, things that we've bought together, things that they've bought for me because they know that I love it, um and everything's out on display. So there's lots of lovely things to look at. It just feels home, um, and it's. I love my house. I think it's beautiful, but it's got to feel that it's not precious. Um, mm. it's got to feel that you can be comfortable in it. You can walk. You can put your feet up on the sofa. Um. You can eat off the table. I'm not precious about it. It doesn't have to be spotless all the time. It's a place where we can live and we can be comfortable.
0: And how important is interior design in terms of
1: creating a sense of home? Oh, it's massive. It's massive. Um, I love colour. And when we first moved into this house, it was so big. The scale of it, I was frightened. I was frightened how to decorate it. And I thought, if I bought something, it's going to have to last me a long time. So it's going to have to be neutral. So we decorated it. It was so boring. Like the front room was like plain cream walls. With I spent all this money on these cream curtains and they were so dull and so boring. And it felt so cold. And it was only when I started to be brave and introduce colour and not care about it lasting or can we resell it or what will people think. Mm. When we were decorating for us, and we weren't like, I was going with my heart and things that made me, my stomach, my stomach skip. It was when I started doing things like that, that's when it felt like a home. And that's when it felt cosy. Um, it, it just affects my mood. Colour affects my mood so much. Um, I, yeah, I just, I just like vibrancy and exciting things to be all around me and texture.
0: That's so interesting, that idea of... Um painting it and decorating it as you want to rather than a sort of beige palette because that might sell more easily. Yeah. Which then means you're not sort of living in your home, you're just living in a home that is going to soon be someone
1: else's. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. And it's only when I was brave enough to move away from that, it felt like home. Mm. And do you will you stay in this house forever, do you think? We've been here for 23 years I absolutely adore it. Um, it feels my safe space, and it's it's my girls' safe space as well. It's where they, I think they're so confident and they're so adventurous because they've got this home that's always there. I didn't have that, um, and it was important that they had um, the roots and the home that the newest safe place that they could they could do what they wanted, but we would always be here. Saying that. It's quite big for just the three of us. And we've recently renovated the basement just before my youngest moved out. So it's like it's like a little flat down here. It's three rooms. There's a bedroom. There's the, the office where I am now. It's massive. It feels too big for us. Um, my husband wants to move. Um, I think when we do move, it will be to downsize. But it's still got to be... enough for the girls to come back and for them to bring their families back because that's really important Mm. that it's a place for them as well and they're both down in london we if they want families we might find ourselves moving closer to them Mm. um i don't think they'll come back to yorkshire so we we might move closer to them so would you consider moving to london I, i love london um i think if i sold this house I the equivalent that I could buy in London would be like a tiny one bedroom flat um so it wouldn't be practical but maybe closer to London maybe on the outskirts Mm. if they have families and they settle there definitely that's really
0: interesting so it's it's the home that you've raised the kids in it's the home that you would like them to be able to keep coming back to but As they sort of move off and continue to to find their own place and their own home outside of your home, you might then make adjustments to sort of fit in with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. That's it. I've I've my whole life has been fitting in with my, since I had my girls fitting in with my girls um, from a distance now. But if they had grandchildren and they're like three hundred miles away, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't be that far away from them. I'd need to be there. Or at least visiting quite often. Uh, Thank you very much,
0: Joanne. Thank you. I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed talking Uh, to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow Joanne on Instagram at Hardcastle Towers, linked in the show notes. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review because it really does make a difference. Goodbye.